ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Jeff, this episode's for you. Oh, boy. One week closer to WrestleMania. Next week's for you, but this week is all about for me. That's and fair. So- that's very. That's very true. I'm very giving. WrestleMania season, it's the time to share. It's the time for gifts. It's all that good stuff. And so, yeah, this is one I'm, I've had it on the calendar for a while. We've had next week's on the calendar for a while too. But I, this is one where uh, I'm just really excited, especially everything we've seen with Sammy of the last, you know, bloodline, you know, however long it's been, six plus months. Uh, it's only right to kind of go back. I haven't, to, I haven't been following what's been going on. I feel like he's getting a little bit of a storyline push, just oh. a little bit, you know. Um, maybe they'll give the kid an opportunity. Who knows? But uh, um, yeah, I think this is one where uh, it, just a great, really his last true NXT match on this one, um, taking on a debuting Shinsuke Nakamura. Just really great stuff. This is, I like I said, I said it at the end of last week's episode. I'll say it at the start of this one. This is a top three match for me because it's just absolutely fantastic. Well, and, and and the the show was was awesome too. We'll, we'll get into it here in a second. So, yep. Yeah, yep. dude, I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped to cover this one. Um, I say we just get right into it. Let's do it, man. Yeah. All right, it's time for the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So, another WrestleMania weekend that I attended. Um, this was in Dallas. I did not go to this show. Um. I should have. The mm-hmm. tickets were really expensive. Um, there was it was a smaller venue. They did it at the convention center, uh, so a little bit smaller of a venue. It was not in you know an arena, and I was just like, ah oh, man, I, like I mean, I think it was like hundred and fifty or two hundred bucks to get in the building. Like it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was just people were super into this. It was like it was like that period where it's like they weren't booking these things in arenas, but the popularity of NXT plus you had you know whatever eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand people in town for WrestleMania weekend, and there were you know there was still a lot going on, but a little less than there is now. So, anyways, this was Friday night. It was just. It was awesome. Um, yeah. April 1st, 2016. I watched it live in the hotel room on the iPad. So uh, 2016. So not that long ago. Um, nope. It's probably one of the more recent matches that we've covered. Uh, but again, it was in the convention center. We're in Dallas. And I mean, this card, man, like this is just, you know, I mean, maybe not peak NXT, but but close to it. Right. I mean, right in that in that time frame. Uh, we start off with American Alpha, and this was Chad Gable and Jason Jordan defeating the Revival, 15 minutes uh, to win the tag team titles. Then Austin Aries defeated Baron Corbin in 10 minutes. The match we're going to cover was third. Then Oscar is going to defeat Bailey by submission in 15 minutes to win the women's championship. And in our main event, Finn Balor is going to defeat Samoa Joe to retain the NXT championship. So just 
five matches, man, four of which were fantastic. Yeah, uh, right. Just a really, really good, um, good show. Now, um, Baron Corbin would go on to win the uh, Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. That's so they right. Were, yep. I mean, they were trying to do something with him. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor was gonna uh, went on to surpass Neville as the longest reigning NXT champion uh, at the time. Right after this, so yeah, he had that championship for a while. Well, and this was the start of Oscar's reign as champion, undefeated. Like yep. you know, you got a, a lot of storylines kind of starting here. Yeah. Yep. Um, Speaking of Finn Balor, I, I'd like to see a demon Finn with the uh, Judgment Day purple. He has said that the demon is kind of gone for now. Like that was a, a previous part of his career, but I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Like they, yeah. he will come back. There will be a time. Maybe it's if the, the you know the group breaks up and they, they you know they need to you know do something uh, no i like we will see the demon again at some point which is just a great character to have and so yeah cool so, so uh, how we got to this one though before we get into that though i want to remind everybody about our sponsors of course uh wrestlemania week of course you know it, it, you know show some love tom and i showing some love with our episode show some love to your balls whatever you have your face all this good stuff of course manscape talking about them uh 20% off free shipping using our code just payoff everything in their store great deals they've got the new beard hedger which i've got myself uh you know they kind of kept the the covid beard and so it's great to have it some you know company that focusing on it like you know uh, spending the time to develop good products and and put good stuff out there and so no matter what you're using whether it's manscaping your balls manscaping your face your nose whatever it might be just all kinds of great products out there like even i was excited i said when i got my beard hedger i sent the uh, first person i sent a picture it was like my newborn i sent a picture to you of the packaging because it was just so it was so well put together it's i feel i i compared it to apple like it's just yeah. so nice how they package everything and I, so I bought a bought a two thousand dollar laptop or a new iphone Right, exactly. Okay. So, uh, showing Tom pictures of my baby. So there you go. And so, uh, yeah. So make sure you use it. Manscape.com again. That's twenty percent off. Free shipping. Everything in the store. Whatever you put in your car, your cart. Use the code payoff, and you're getting that discount and free shipping. So make sure you're doing that. So, um, okay. So how we got into this match? Kind of what's happening? Like I said, this is one of my top matches. Partially just because of how Ever, incredible right? the Ever. match, yeah, Ever. yeah, really, it just how good the match was. This, I was thinking about this as I was typing my notes up. If someone was like, "I need to, I want to, I, I don't watch much wrestling, but I want a match. You know, I want something that I can watch." This is the match that I would show them. Like this, this is why it's in one of my top matches because if someone needs a match of like what wrestling can be and what it is like, you know, don't need, even if you watch the promo before this match of just what the story was very simple. This was what I think best portrays that kind of storytelling in the ring. And so, uh, well, but we'll I get into showed, I would have showed them Nick Gage versus David Arquette. Well, hey, you know what? At, to each their own. That's perfectly okay. Like if you're a fan of pizza cutters, you know, let's do it. Just, and, and so just mortify them. I want them to cry and just turn it off in the middle. Right. Of yeah. Something new, Jack. You know, if I'm if I'm gonna if yeah. I'm gonna introduce them to wrestling, I'm gonna do it right. And so um 
Yeah. So Sammy's so take over London, which would have been December 2015. So at this point, you're looking at about four months prior to this show happening. Um, Finn Balor actually retaining his NXT championship against Samoa Joe there. So um, we'll, you'll you'll see in a minute why we're talking about them on this. And so it was at that same show that Baron Corbin beat Apollo Cruz and said that he was going to go after the NXT championship, but. At the time, you actually had Sami Zayn, who was coming back from a legitimate injury, also wanting a shot at the title. And so you've got Baron, Finn, Sami, all that. So they ended up having a triple threat match. It was actually with Joe. And so to determine who was going to be the number one contender. So you had Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Joe. It was actually just on an NXT show, which in retrospect, like that's it's crazy to think like you had... Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Samoa Joe in a number one contender match against Finn Balor just on a weekly show. Like, that's insane when you think about it. And so, um, but it's actually, it was a double, kind of double finish, no contest. And so, Corbin submitting to both the sharpshooter and Joe's crossface at the same time. So, it kind of weird on that front. But so then you decided that they decided, okay, we're going to have Sami Zayn versus Joe in a number one contender match. It was actually another weekly show. Um, It was a draw. You had both men actually being pinned. And so then you get a two out of three falls where Joe ended up winning that. Again, just a weekly episode of NXT, just a two out of three falls. Samoa Joe taking on Sami Zayn. No big deal. Um, But Joe beating Zayn on that one, him becoming the number one contender for Finn Balor's NXT championship. And so that is at least how you got the main event of this show. But then also Zayn at this point doesn't have anything to do. Um, Now, Shinsuke Nakamura at this point, that he had said after that Wrestle Kingdom of 2016 that he would be leaving New Japan and that he was signing with WWE. If you remember at the time, it was a big deal. We got the the Triple H photo, like they were over there in Japan, like doing the photos and stuff like that. Just a a really big deal. And so, um, but at the end of January of this year, 2016, or that year, 2016, finished with his new Japan commitments, didn't have anything else going on and then started moving over to the U S. And so um, the, it was February 22nd, which was that press conference and the signing of Shinsuke Nakamura to NXT. I know a lot of, at the time it was a big deal of like, okay, well, AJ debuted on the main roster to Shinsuke do it as well too. Uh, no. And so of course doing this. And so you've got this absolutely just to a lot of us kind of unknown superstar like i knew his name but i knew other new japan people at the time more than i did him but i knew he'd been around for a while I knew my brother had sent me a lot of clips because my brother's the new japan expert out you know i've learned a lot from him and so aside of a lot of his entrances and things like that kind of you know seeing how shinsuke developed over the years and having just these absolute incredible matches with kenny omega and all this other stuff but it was actually a very kind of cool moment where, you know, it was William Regal at the time in the ring with Sami Zayn. Uh, Regal was at the top of the ramp. Zayn was in the ring and then announcing, you know, who would be uh, Sami Zayn's opponent at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Kind of the, up on the screen then, it was at Shinsuke Nakamura looking away from the camera. And then you had Shinsuke kind of turning toward the camera, revealing that he would be Sami Zayn's opponent at this NXT. And so... Regal, um, Regal always had those like dramatic like reveals yep. with the, yep. the accent just helped him out. I miss those. 
Yep, just fantastic. It's a great little clip to go back, just that announcement. It's in some of the preview stuff. And so, yeah, I would highly recommend all of this. Like, Because that's really the, the majority of the story here is you have Sami Zayn, who didn't really have anything to do because he was not in the title match. Shinsei Nakamura, who was literally debuting at this show. Okay, well, let's go out there and have him put on a match in plain and simple. So, um yeah, they don't really need more than that. Like, you know, this is just, it's wrestling at its finest. Like, let's get out there and do it. I know if the behind the scenes is to be believed that these guys, like, they didn't really talk much before the match. Um, I've since learned at that time, like a lot of, a lot of spots when you have competitors where there might be, you know, language or English may not be the first language or even like, you know, Japanese may not be the first language. They still call the matches in English a lot of times. And so um, who knows how it was called in the ring, but these guys went out here and just had a match. And so that's, that's what we got. And that's what we're going with. Love it, man. I just, oh, this, this was just such a fun little era and it'll, it'll never be this way again. And and part of it is, I mean, look, they have a two hour TV deal and yep. you know, they're running shows. I mean, like, you know, running like bigger, sh- I mean, they just, they're, they're WWE light versus yep. being something completely separate. And gosh, it's, it's NXT to me. I, I, I just don't think it was much different than like ECW. You know, so mm-hmm. it's interesting. You talk about, oh, if Shane McMahon would have been able to take over the ECW brand and made it an online show, what could it have become? I, I just don't think it's, I don't think that that's much different than what NXT was during this era. And you may say, that's ridiculous. ECW was cheese graters and balcony dives. Well, you would tone some of that back, but the the essence of ECW was raw, gritty, smaller venue, you know, crazy ass matches. And I, and I think, you know, we kind of got that, but it's this, this version of, of NXT, I just loved, but it, it ran its course. And, and now it's, I'm glad that I'm glad they have NXT because, you know, you want the Braun breakers of the world. And, um, yeah, what's I forget the the woman's name that's getting hot down there now, but uh, you know you want the Grayson Wall. I mean, you want these guys to like be able to develop somewhere. So I'm glad mm-hmm. they have it, but it, it's not what this was. Right. Yeah. As as much as you could say this was the developmental brand, if you look at or they say it's not the developmental brand when you now it is in 2023. And at this point in 2016, it's crazy because this is when they were calling it a developmental brand, but you've got Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, like Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, like American alpha, Asuka, like I can't think of a time when a roster was more stacked. And so, yeah, just all great stuff. I'm ready to get into this one. I'm excited to talk about this one. Me too. Season three, episode one. It's NXT TakeOver Dallas 2016. Jeff, are you ready? Man, I am ready. Let's do this. I know you are. All right. (laughs) Time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. The young Sami Zayn here. Daniel Bryan is not in the ring, just to kind of clear that up for everybody. Yep, just the Shinsuke did his entrance. You got Sammy kind of, you know. Insanely hot crowd. Incredibly hot crowd, yep. And this is, 
you know, I, it's it's funny to me because like Shinsuke literally had c- coming off of Wrestle Kingdom and, and in the Tokyo Dome, and then now in front of you know nine thousand, ten thousand. That's that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so kind of slow playing it at this point. Um, yeah, let me yeah. tell you. Let me you know we were talking about a minute ago, but like let me tell you something else that's interesting about you know NXT developmental. Yeah. Why is WWE so good right now? Uh, why? Because Triple H. Oh, yeah. Where did Triple H spend a number of years learning how to book on his own? NXT. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, you, yep. you think, oh, developmental for wrestlers and backstage people and announcers and cameramen. Oh, and bookers, you know? So it... It's we. There's no way Triple H would be functioning at the level he is had he not had, you know, the autonomy in NXT for a number of years to book it the way he wanted to. I, I think this is what gives me hope for WWE in a couple of years. If Triple H can get like Raw and even like half of SmackDown to the level that NXT was operating during some of these points in regards to booking and storytelling and getting us invested in some of these things, they are going to like, they're going to kill AEW. Like, like I truly think that that is something that could happen is if they, you know, and it's going to take a little bit of time. And I say a couple of years, but I think if triple H is given the opportunity to, you know, be free of all these other chains and creative and build something over the next two, three, maybe even four years. And we see a culmination of this, they're going to be unstoppable. And we're going to see some of the best wrestling we've ever seen in our lives. But yet, you know, maybe they're telling the stories with Bray Wyatt. Maybe they're doing some of these types of matches where you just like, these guys are fast right now. Like Sammy right now, like you've got them, you know, crowd reacting to that Sammy playing up, with Shinsuke and, and, you know, it like, I think that you could start telling more stories in the ring too. And so, um, yeah, I, it's hard to, it, you know, I I'm right there with you that it, triple H like, and he's got the people that he needs there too. Sean Michaels is there too. Like, you got to remember, it's not just triple H. Like he is the face of a lot of it, but like you, you've got tr- Sean Michaels down there as well too. I think he's got surrounded by a lot of people that he likes. You've got uh, all the things are falling into place for just a, a really special time uh, in wrestling. <clears throat> well, and you know, another, another aspect of this too, is if, you know, Triple H, for whatever reason, um, you know, something happened to him. Now you have Shawn Michaels having a year or two or whatever it'll be of, of booking experience too. So, mm-hmm. you know, or if he needs to help out or if Triple H had a health issue or, you know, again, it's nice to have that farm system of every aspect of your business. Yep. Well, and it's nice to see. I don't know if you ever like, especially after Elimination Chamber, they they always release the it's one of the dirties releases the producers of each match. You got to remember there is a producer of every match, and it's interesting to see some of the names because some of them have been like a, a lot of them have been around for a while. But then it's also like that's what Jason Jordan's doing right now. He is a producer for matches, and he's putting out really good matches. And so I don't think we'll ever see him in the ring again, or maybe it'll be you know seven years or something like an Edge type situation. But I think that. Like, like he he's got some people behind the scenes that are really kind of uh you know helping him and 
putting together some of these matches and stuff like that. Like Tyson Kidd, like again, another one not in the ring a whole lot, but like he has been booking the women's matches for a long time now. And so like that's going over extremely well too um, with just a lot of people. And so, um, you know, Jamie Noble's name is in there at the time. Of course, there's Michael Hayes is kind of at the top, but like he's, if he's putting those people in place to book like that elimination chamber, there's no reason that they can't get to this level. I think, boy, revolution, like I don't want 14 matches on a card anymore. No, like stop doing that. Like these NXT shows were incredible because they were five, maybe six matches. Elimination Chamber took that too. It was still a long show because of the story they were telling. But man, like you can put together a tight show. And if you get like one or two matches like this, you're going to send the crown home happy every time. And people are going to come back, be invested and want to rewatch all the time. How many matches were on Elimination Chamber? Five, six. I think I think it was five, but yes, five or it was yes, right? Because yeah, the women's yeah, uh, yeah, the men's chamber title match, yeah, match Lashley uh, Brock, yeah, yeah. These are five, yeah. So um, every 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 match meant something. (laughs) Exactly. And we've said that repeatedly, like make it mean something, give it some stakes. I know Bischoff talks. I feel like every other week I see Bischoff talking about it. it's got to have stakes. It's got to have stakes, which he's right. It has to like you have to be invested in. It, so. Um, so you got so Zane back and you, forth right now with these guys. Yeah, go should, ahead. Should, should Sammy Zayn have won the title at Elimination Chamber? I thought they are, and we're we're close to Mania at this point, and so and kind of when we're recording, I I don't think he should have won the title there, but I do think the right option, and you know when we're recording, we're not like it should have been Sammy and Roman at WrestleMania, and the booking and how the the vibe of the room is right now is Sammy should beat him for the title, and so. Um, I'm okay with him losing an elimination chamber if he ends up winning at WrestleMania. And I, I've seen some articles about like WWE has booked themselves into a corner with Cody Rhodes. Like that's crazy to think about that fact that like, yeah. you know, Cody versus Roman may not be your top match. It could be Sammy and Roman. Like, like that's crazy to think uh, just like, that's just crazy. <laughs> I, you know, and I, and I, and I feel like my opinion is not popular, but my opinion is you absolutely have to stay the course with the 900 day champion headline yes. against I get that. Yeah. Cody Rhodes. Okay. And you absolutely have to give Cody Rhodes the championship and make him the guy of your $9 billion company. Yep. I, I love Sami Zayn. And if you have two champions, maybe you give him one. But if yep. you're talking about who is the champion, who is the face of this $9 billion company, it's Roman Reigns. It's Cody Rhodes. You know, it's the guy in the suit on Jimmy Kimmel that represents the company really, really well. And I and I know that that may sound harsh, but Sami Zayn's not your guy for that. Again, if you have two championships, different story. Drew McIntyre is a world champion. Mm-hmm. The Miz, 
is a world champion. Oh, no. How could you? Did you see his half-court shot? I did, yes. Yeah, that was great. But you understand what I'm saying is that, you know, b- this product, I mean, it needs a face, and that face needs to be able to absolutely crush it on those platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, NBC. Um, Do the late night Herschel, circuit. Yeah, yeah. Fox, I mean, they need to go, okay, that's that's a champion. That's the That's the star of our show. Remember, this is a TV product. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I'm not saying Sammy can't be a champion, but it was the same thing with Daniel Bryan, where, you know, the aw shucks, you know, five foot eight guy, you know, you can't have him be the champion. The, I think if you have two championships, yeah, you can, you can get away with it. But, you know, this era of having one title and you can't just abandon your WrestleMania plans because Sammy's hot and it's in his hometown. I mean, you, you can't, again, if it wasn't WrestleMania season, if the guy didn't have a 900 day reign here, here, I'll give you another example. And, it, and if, and if 60 days ago or, or six months ago, Dwayne Johnson would have said, you know, I, I'm ready to get back in the ring and do it at WrestleMania. Then guess what? Cody wouldn't be winning the title either. Yep. Or, or Sammy would have won it. But then you would have, you know, I mean, so that would have changed everything too. You just, you've got these like multi-million dollar business decisions that you have to make that unfortunately do sometimes go above and beyond who gets the biggest pop. I mean, that that Drew McIntyre thing, it was like, man, how do you not give him the title? But you couldn't give him the title. So you give him the title, then what? Well, then Roman gets it back on the next pay-per-view. Okay. So now Roman's title reign doesn't mean as much. And and Drew's means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even thought about, you know, hey, let's have a let's have a ref bump. Let's have Sami Zayn, you know, cover Roman and have Bret Hart come in and count the three. And then you did you 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 texted me that. Yeah. And then the next night on next night on Raw, you say, okay, you know what? That's Bret Hart's not an official, and you're we're gonna have a rematch, or the title goes back on Roman. Not, you know, but again, then you could piss off your fan base that way. It's just tough, man. It really is. It's just tough. But ultimately, you you need Cody Rhodes to be your champion. And, you know, what can you do with Cody? I I mean, again, I don't know if we're going to split the titles, what we're going to do with that. But I got to think that there is a really good 12-month run in Cody Rhodes of main eventing pay-per-views, right? You do the Orton thing. Maybe you do an edge thing. You can go back to Roman. You can do Sammy. You know, I mean that, and and, and then there's probably a lot of other stories to tell too with Cody in there. But you know, do they? You can done it in the go Brock. You can go Lashley. You can go Bray. I mean, you've got a year, year and a half of programs. Easy. By the way, this match. Quit. Yeah, everybody on their feet. They're just elbows back and forth now, and the cheers and boos. Yep. Or Shinsuke's oh, nose is bleeding one. or broken, something. Yep. It's just laying him out. So they've done it in the past. I don't even know how they would book it, but oh, it's just a great moment. Shinsuke licking the blood. Um, the uh, do they announce next year's WrestleMania main event? Is there a booking scenario that you could envision where 
I, I wish people could see the look on your face right now. <laughs> like this, it's, you're running it through your head of like Cody wins, or even if Roman wins, do they book something for well, at that? It'd be WrestleMania 40, 40 and it'd yep. be in Philly. Like, is there a booking scenario that you think would be worthwhile to say like the next night on raw come out and say we're, we're gonna i'm gonna like wrestlemania 40 it's gonna be you and me I mean, whoever it might be yeah i mean the only the only scenario where that can work probably is you know involving at least one part-timer um you know so you're you're talking like rock austin are probably the only two people that could do something like that it probably just doesn't make sense i mean i think when they did the the rock cena thing i thought that was fantastic i mm-hmm. love that that concept but i don't know if you could ever do it again you do have a little more flexibility just because you have two nights of wrestlemania so i think it you you, you maybe could do it but yeah, probably not. Um, I mean, that's the thing is you 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 know you got to be careful. It's like you love long term storytelling, but long storm long term storytelling also has some drawbacks because what what's the long term story we told on Cody, world champ? Okay, mm-hmm. my my guess is he may very well have beat um you know beat Roman at SummerSlam. You know, I, I'm guessing that that was the original plan was at some point to do Cody Roman prior to WrestleMania. So, but now, you, I mean, you box yourself in this corner where, you know, he kind of has to be champion. I mean, you you, you have to give Cody the time. I mean, Cody can't lose, right? So it, it's weird because even I rack my brain. I was like, what? <laughs> there's that slight, you know, of course, like Cody is going to win, but there's that slight like just like tinge of like what if they have him lose like they've already said it's going to be night two like you know what what do you do at that point like i guess like how high does roman need to fly you know it beats cody then literally who does beat him like you know do you have like sammy beat him at backlash that's not right like that's not worth it like you know is cody too like like i said i'm sure that there was some kind of hey you will become the champ at mania to get him back i i don't see how that's not part of his contract but also like would cody like i i say how much of it is the wrestler's choice to be like hey you got to go with the hot story. I'm with, I agree with you of like, you got your champ for 900 days. You can't not pull the trigger on whatever you're going to do, but also like you go with the hot hand too. Like Sammy's got the hot hand right now. And so, um, you know, I, the, the story they're telling, it's just really hard. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I like, as of us sitting here on recording this today, like Cody's going to win, but then also there's like that 1% of me that's like, maybe not. But who knows? So these guys beating the hell out of each other at this point. Sammy's selling the kind of he can't even stand up. Shinsuke in the middle of the ring, too. These guys just kind of, yep, collapsing. The Shinsuke uh, missed the fight forever, champ. Yep. What's your What's your stance on um, AEW um, using blood so much? I'm be- I'm becoming less and less a fan. I feel like. Every week or every other week, there's some crazy bloody match. Like, it's just... I. First of all, blood should never happen on TV, right? 
I, that's what I would have thought, but I feel like AEW is doing it to get like the rating pop, like or just to get people to tune in. It's like, or like Moxie, Moxley has to bleed like in his matches. Like I just, I don't get it. Like that, that's like on him or what? Because it just every time to, to watch it after the fact. Because I'm with like, okay, maybe it's a demographic thing. Like they skew a little bit more younger, but it's still not young. Um, And so, you know, but the eight, okay. And so they're taking the 18 to 31 bracket and maybe they want that more. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I I, I don't. Standing with the big power bomb here, hoping for it. Everybody on their feet. Incredible close count. Yep. A near fall. Crazy reaction. Yep. Yeah, I just um, I, yeah, 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 how about you? Yeah. I was just saying the blood, the blood just I mean, I you know, um it, it just disgusts me. Again, if you want to do it during a match on a pay-per-view, that's fine. But like doing it, I mean, look, we all we all know the the thing is, and, and not that we didn't know this 10 years ago, but like we all know that a guy with a young daughter is taking a razor blade and cutting his forehead. Mm. Right? Like, I I mean, especially when it's on TV. Like, if it's in a match and it fits the match of like, hey, these guys have been beating the shit out of each other and, you know, one guy threw the other into the ring post. I mean, I can kind of suspend belief there. But when it's like, you know, in a TV angle – it's like God, just disgusting when you both guys bleeding, and I, I'm just I'm just not a fan. I I mean I find it like repulsive, honestly. I really do. Well, if you do it a couple times, and I just fine, but I just recently saw the clip. It was you know scrolling our Instagram or whatever it was. It was a clip of when Eddie cut too deep, and he was just dripping like just it, you it know, was a JBL stop. Right? Yes, and so. Like just crazy, and so and I had forgotten just how bad it was. But I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, okay, like, like, and so yeah, that it's 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 just too much. Like, and I, and again, because I, that's the other thing I was thinking. Like, other than maybe like the inadvertent, like you know, broken nose or something like that. Like, when's the last time you saw blood on WWE? That you like sticks with you. Like it, I don't remember. Like, and I think that's I, kind I, of the I point. Can't, of, I, like, I can't remember the last time they did. Um, uh, Randy Orton uh, against uh, Brock Lesnar when he was a Brock where he gave it to him hard way. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so that was the whole thing. Um, yeah. Like that, like then that was bad. Like I, I remember watching that live being like, that can't be real. And then it was like, holy shit. It was big knee here from Shinsuke. I believe that's going to do it. Yeah. Great. music. Yeah, just incredible presentation. See in the entrance live a bunch of times. It's good every single time, yeah. Hurt right now? Uh, I think his nose was messed up, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, currently. Oh, currently? I don't know what's going on with him right now. 
I, I don't. It, it has been very quiet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he. It's been he a little had some, underwhelming on the main roster. I mean, unfortunately, he had some good runs previously, but right now in twenty twenty three in the build up, like it just. I think part of it, like AJ's out too. You could have you could have reintroduced that feud again. It's just you know he had. Like there's just not a lot happening. He has been in New Japan a lot recently, or over in Japan. If you remember, he did the Great Muda's final show oh, yeah. back in January. Yeah, so he was probably, doing some of that as well. He's probably healthy. Yeah. And so it might just be he's kind of focused on some of that right now. But yeah. So all right. Good stuff though. Yeah, let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. Well, I, I know how you feel about this match. Yeah, how do you feel? Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> plain and simple. Like I said, this is, I, I think, wrestling in its kind of finest form here. Like, you know, just two guys going out, having just an incredible match, putting everything into it. Like, um, you know, the, I think this is, with Shinsuke, you kind of bought the presentation, so you kind of knew what you were getting a little bit with him. Same with Cody. Like, they didn't change anything. You're buying the presentation. There's no reason to change any of it. And so, yeah, Shinsuke kind of selling at this, or not selling, kind of you know doing some stuff in the ring. And Sammy, they're about to have a moment here too, which is kind of nice in the immediate aftermath, kind of the extending of the hand and stuff like that. And so that's nice. But um, yeah, and so and this was again Shinsuke's debut on NXT, but it was also kind of Sammy's curtain call as well too which you know the fans knew it it was coming and so um you know shinsuke will give sammy a moment you know for him to kind of have in the ring as well too but uh weird to think that sammy is putting over shinsuke nakamura but sure enough that's what we got here and then uh shinsuke returning the favor a little bit so just you know that in-ring kind of psychology just fantastic and so so it was actually the next night uh sammy zane though getting to work though uh wrestlemania 32 he was kevin owens dolph ziggler the miz stardust sin Kara and Zack Ryder in a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship, which, if you remember, was huge because Zack Ryder won, and nobody thought that was going to happen. Shock, so, shock, I remember man. the plate. The place went nuts, and I'm almost yep. positive that was the opening match. So it was just really, it was, really yep, yeah, really, yeah. It's just a crazy out. moment. Yep, I remember uh, Ryder on top and or uh, at, at the top of the ladder celebrating, which was fantastic and so um and so then april 4th you had uh zane he was actually a fatal four a match aj or yeah aj styles chris jericho and kevin owens to determine the number one contender for the world heavyweight championship but um uh, and so, but he got attacked by Owens. And so the two of them kind of having their storyline is a lot. It goes all the way back to 2016 with these guys, even before that, when they weren't in NXT and things like that. Um, and so you actually had uh, Zane getting a few opportunities, but to be the number one contender, but just not winning. He lost a match to AJ Styles. Uh, he ended up having a match at Payback in May, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which Owens ended up beating that one. Um, and then ended up losing the money in the bank, uh, qualified for the money in the bank ladder match, but was, uh, beat, uh, in that match. Of course, Dean Ambrose winning that year. So, um, watching now, I still got it on. Sammy's having the curtain call kind of waving at the, uh, the crowd and stuff like that. Everybody on their feet, kind of Sammy, you can see him getting a little emotional, which is great. So, um, yeah. So, uh, obviously, Sammy Zayn, we know that after this little NXT match and kind of what happened, that he is obviously, well, there were some times where there, he did not have a lot going on. Obviously, it's hard to say that he's not at absolutely the absolute top of his game right now and kind of what's happening and 
just this incredible storyline uh, of what's happening with Roman. So uh, Nakamura on this one, kind of uh, just getting started in NXT. So he beat Ty Dillinger. It was his TV debut. Uh, he then um, uh, Austin Aries said he wanted to be the NXT champion. And so Nakamura responded to that. And so the two had a match. It was take over the end in which Nakamura won. Uh, and then uh, you had him uh, taking on Finn Balor as well too and beating Finn Balor. Uh, in July for the NXT championship. And so um, and followed up finally, uh, oh, excuse me, that match was just against Finn Balor where he beat him, but then Finn ended up losing the title to Samoa Joe. And then it was that this August 2016 takeover Brooklyn to uh, Nakamura beating Samoa Joe to win the NXT championship for the first time. So um, really good stuff. And that was just a good card to um, Oscar Bailey, just all kinds of good stuff on that as well. So yeah, just, you know, we, we know what happened with these guys after that's one of the, you know, when we do these older matches, we don't always remember, but this one, a little bit more recent it's kind of interesting to see they're still in the ring we still know what's happening um good stuff going on so uh sammy was 40 uh number 40 on the pwi of 2016 shinsuke number seven uh i got a lot of write-ups on this one uh just because it's match and i'm a big fan and so um this one the pro wrestling torch gave it four and three quarter stars wow. of course the highlight was shinsuke and sammy in a match of forever having a absolute masterpiece in the ring sammy zane is out the door but he made a fantastic fantastic curtain call by putting over Shinsuke Nakamura like a billion bucks. Seriously, after this match, I was angry that Nakamura isn't back, isn't booked for WrestleMania. Mr. Strong style was tremendous, but without Zayn selling, the match drops from 10 stars, 10 stars down to mere mortal levels. Fight forever, indeed. Nakamura yielding the floor to Sammy after the match was a classy move. Um, the best match on the Observer Newsletter on this one by a landslide with Shinsuke and Sammy of 403 votes compared to the main event, where we got 16. Uh, so it's weird to think Finn Balor and Samoa Joe only get 16, Shinsuke and Sammy Zane get 403. Uh, the crowd was a big part of the show. They were they were hot most of the way, and the Nakamura and Zane match had easily the best reaction of anything all weekend. The reaction started from the time Sammy came out and was there through the entire match he may have only been the third best uh, it may have only been the third best match of the weekend but there was nobody with the presence of nakamura with the exception of rock and steve austin four and a half stars um pro, uh, one of the pro wrestling tours was so Wait, impressed pa by seeing pa pa pause pause one second because i i, I want to i brought up Go, the wrestling yeah. 32 card now they they, yeah. they could be referencing other stuff that happened um, you know, I, I don't remember what other indie shows or what else was happening that weekend. So that's possible. Um, remember WrestleMania 32 had surprise appearances by both Steve Austin, um, who beat, beat up the league of nations along with Mick Foley and Shawn Michaels. And then you had the rock who technically defeated Eric Rowan. Okay. So yep. both of them yep. came out, you know, total surprises so you know you could argue that um you know those were both bigger you know quote unquote pops but the actual matches i mean reigns triple h sucked uh people thought yep. taker shane was too long um brock ambrose sucked um you know so you look at the show and it was i mean there, there was nothing on wrestlemania 32 from a match standpoint that was that was better so i it was just kind of kind of interesting but yeah again they may have been referencing some um some some indie matches but yeah in terms of in mm -hmm. terms of the, the, yeah. when that was and that was part of the big i remember like 
that weekend. That was part of like why NXT was so hot because like it was like, wait, nothing yep. at WrestleMania 32 is going to be. I remember like going into the show like nothing's yeah. gonna be better than that. That's weird, yep. right? Like I remember that being the thing too. Yep. Yeah, just crazy. Um, so uh, James Caldwell, the pro wrestling church, was so impressed by Nakamura Zane that he rated it 10 stars out of five. <laughs> Highlighted was the story of Zane having an edge and wanting to defend home turf, knowing he was facing one of the top stars of the entire world. Uh, meanwhile, the wrestling was as if New Japan product teleported to the WWE ring. Caldwell then declared that Nakamura should main event WrestleMania 32 as he was as a completely different level than everyone else. The rest of the roster is just living in Nakamura's world. Uh, one Fox Sports writer said, uh, the 20 minutes of near perfection, uh, Nakamura Zane even outshone the magnificent spectacle and amazing moments of WrestleMania 32. I praise Zane as a tremendous wrestler. It was Nakamura that was highlighted for his charisma, his effortless style, his technical acumen, and for having elevated Zane. Although Nakamura was completely new to WWE, Schwartz said that he instantly became one of the biggest stars in WWE. So, uh, a lot of putting these guys over. Um, obviously had a great match itself. Tom, where, where are you going to rank this one? <clears throat> Man. I got to give this like a nine and a half. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it. it it's. Yeah. Right. I mean, what? Okay. It you know, didn't involve a title. Well, I mean, I, you know, I get it. it. I'm just saying like trying to think of why it's not perfect, but like, dude, the crowd, the match, the time, what it meant. Um, you know, there's just for a lot of reasons. I, I just, I think it's just fantastic. So again, not perfect, but, but really, really close to perfect. I, I'm a nine and a half on this. What about you? Yeah, I'm a 10. I'm going to be biased. I don't care. Like, I'm a, I will announce it proudly. Like, this is one where it's just, there's so much to me that works. It's great. Um, the match itself is just absolutely phenomenal. Like they said, like, even the, the we could turn the mic on at any point or the show or the, the match itself, the sound on at any point, and they, the crowd would have been cheering. Like, that's just how it was. So, and, and all um, I think that most that, of it. Right, exactly. And so um, I think, too, uh, like me, it's hard, not, like knowing what we know now, even if you took the Sammy storyline that we've had over the last eight months or whatever it was out of this, I still think that it was still an incredible match. You know, even if you give Nakamura the, like, while Nakamura was debuting, you have to give Sammy the props that he deserves as well, too, because this shows, I think that he, uh, it, it shows back then what we're seeing now and what he's capable of. And so that he can go out and have an absolutely incredible match if he wants to, but also like he knows how to tell a story, whether it's in the ring, whether it's on a mic, which we know more now than we did at this, like, cause it really wasn't like, they couldn't cut a promo. These two guys, like, you know, if you remember Shinsuke got a lot of hell at the start of when he first came on NXT, because it was so hard to understand him. And so, which, okay. Like he's coming over, you know, from Japan to here. Like I get like English isn't his first language. And so even when you and I met him, uh, at the performance center, like there was still um, like a language barrier there. And so, but still that took photos was great. You know, it was fantastic. And so I think that just for me, like overall, like while I'm, I'm being biased a little bit, I have legitimate reasons for thinking like this is, there's no reason to not 
either go back and rewatch this match every year to kind of tell people about this match. And like you, like I said, you can watch from the start of the promo to the end of this match and know everything that's happening and have it encapsulated in the ring. And I think that that's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Plain simple. It's, 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 it's fantastic. So, I mean, you know, and you'll, I mean, at least certainly this year, but you know, you, you won't have that, so this was Friday night, which of course now SmackDown. Like you're just not going to have this again. No, I mean NXT's on Saturday afternoon. Like it's just it ha- tough. It has yeah. to be. It has yep. to be. Yep. Hey, you figure Hall of Fame is probably going to be after SmackDown. Like yeah, it's just it's rough. Yep. yep. So, but good stuff. Okay, let's send them home happy. I know awesome. I'm going home happy. Well, get your rest before next week. Oh boy, I know we've had this match. I we've talked about we've tried to do this match before and it just didn't work. And because of the the commitment that it takes, but next week we are doing uh, the we're we're going all out. We're doing the 60 man Iron Man WrestleMania 12 match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Uh yeah, we we're going to have a lot of notes, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um send us any ideas or questions you want us to discuss because that you know, that's just one of those things, but uh, I know you got to be excited for that one. I can't wait, man. And we're gonna we're gonna just we'll we'll hit play on the match and then we'll do <laughs> it'll be a different style of show. Yeah, it's a but you know, hey, it's the the spectacle is spectacle. It's you know, WrestleMania. We have to we gotta do it right and it's time. When else do you do this match if you don't do it the week of WrestleMania? So yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right, looking forward to it. Another great episode. We'll see everyone next week on an all new episode of The Bad.